This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. With mixed market bet builders, in-play betting and a selection of welcome offers, make sure your Premier League is spent with BetVictor's premier betting app. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening. Or watching. Or watching this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Redmond, and my good friend Simon Townlet. How you doing, mate? You alright? I'm very good, mate. You? Yeah, I'm not bad, I'm not bad. You been up too much? No, mate, just trying to Usual. fit again. Fit again. Usual. Usual. You got some football nets behind you, they're for you. Yeah, mate, I do a lot of kicking. Do a lot of kicking, yeah, yeah. fair enough. No, we're um, joking. A little lad to go keep, isn't he? Yeah, he is. One's going to be a star striker, obviously. Um, now, if if you're watching on on YouTube, you'll like I said, you'll see Simon's nets behind him. You'll see his lovely conservatory. You'll also see that my hair, it's getting lockdown vibey again. So, Simon, you're a hairdresser. What's yeah. the latest? When can I get my hair cut? Second of December. Well, that's the legal answer. Yeah. With you as my friend, yeah. How can I, when can I get my hair cut? 
today if you want. Not much. Um, <laughs> technically, we're in the same bubble before people kick off. Um, no, I don't. Whatever, I don't know. We'll sort it out. But I'm sure I can get well, in, mate. No problem. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you can. If you can't not, say it on air because the clients listen to it. Kieran Phillips will be ringing up. You're fit. You're in. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, it's one of them though. You can't. But you, you, you're sort of like semi-retired from salon now, anyway, aren't you? So you're going to be doing it. Um, with your footballers and your mates and stuff, uh, and your and your big end clients, so probably not Kieran Phillips. Um, so what what's the crack? How are you going to be doing it? I don't know yet. Just uh, one, haven't just announced what my plan is or... yet. Because yeah, I mean, if future future might be that, but uh, at the minute it's trying to get fit. With uh, obviously people haven't probably seen it, but I've got this big metal cage on my leg at the minute, so I just got to get that off, and then I'll get back to planning. So you need to so you need to get some like hair. Hairdresser fitness levels back up. Like, well, I need to be able to stand. That's a start. Yeah, okay. that, I, can't, that I can't stand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, right. Fair yeah. enough. Um, as you can tell. Oh, go on. Sorry, you're showing me your. Yeah, showing no, me just for the YouTubers, and, and if you're not watching, listening, you're on the podcast. Get over to YouTubers, and you'll see Sam's leg. Sam, it's the cage. His caged leg. I, I think I, I don't think even I've seen that. You know, that's the first time I've seen that. I don't you're think I've seen it. it. No. See you again. Uh, uh, I've, I remember you having one on before when you were about 18, 19, 20. I don't think I've seen it this time. No, I haven't really announced it. I mean, everyone's going through their own shit at the minute, aren't they, with COVID? They're either ill or work or anything like that. So far, I'm not going to bother people with my issues. Fair enough. If it were me, I'd be like, look at me, everyone. i got a bad leg. Give me some attention, please. <laughs> I, um, I, I wasted all them fucking sympathy tokens in June when I did my femurs, mate. I've got none well, left. You've wasted them from, from birth, I think, to be honest, mate. Um, yeah. Uh, just before we move on, I do want to say that we are, of course, sponsored by Pitch Sports. The banner is at the bottom of your screen. Now, if you haven't already, please do go and check them out. You can download it on the Google Play and the App Store, and it is basically a fan hub where all fans of all different clubs there you go, just as Simon is doing now. All different clubs can go on the app, chat to fans of the same club, of other clubs, make predictions, things like that, and pick lineups, and even answer questions that I put up once a week. Um, this week's isn't up yet, um, but it will be up. There you go, Simon. He knows what he's doing. Perfect, perfect. Uh, it's logged you out, though. You need to log back yeah, in. Yeah, no, I've seen that. He's could have got a new phone. Ah, there you go. Log back in. Come on. Um, and the new video will hopefully be up by the time you're listening to this. I'm going to record it. Hopefully, after I've done this, but I'm a little bit busy at the minute with house stuff, blah, blah, blah. I know I've mentioned it briefly on the podcast and that, so I'm a very busy man. And hopefully, we can get it done, and I'll remember, basically, because that's what it is when I'm busy. I don't, I'm don't, i not too busy to do things. I'm just that busy, I forget. And I think you're the same, aren't you? You just get so busy that you get so transfixed on one issue. You just forget about all the other ones. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, you might be able to sense a bit of a better vibe about me, Especially this week, Simon's there. You go, Simon's still, still, still on his phone. Um, but obviously, we're in a better mood, and there's an obvious reason for that. The Clarets have got the first win of the season. Burnley won. Crystal Palace nil. Go. Well, I kind of felt it. Do you know what I mean? I think that I don't. I'm not just saying it on behalf of me. I think I'm saying it on behalf of the town. There was a buzz as soon as the day came, and everyone were like, Do "You know what? I think we can win. I think we might get a result. I'm hoping we can get a result." But as soon as that lineup was announced and yeah, Zaha I mean, was missing, I was like, it's written. 
He's written in it the stars. It, it weren't even Zaha for me. It was seeing Jay and Chris Wood up, up front and Ben Me and yeah. Tarky in the middle. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yes, that is the team, Sean. I was actually in my kitchen because I was working. I actually started celebrating. I'm like, yes, that's the team I wanted. I was celebrating like we'd scored a goal. Then I seen that Zaha yeah. were out through COVID and I was like, well, no excuses. If, if To be honest, if anything... I didn't get excited when I saw that Zaha was out. I thought, oh, shit, the pressure's on a bit now. No excuses, we have to win. But obviously, in the end, it worked out for us. Yeah, I, I was buzzing, mate. So from, the, so from that sort of moment, then that's when I thought, right, this is it. Now, uh, I only got to watch the first 25 minutes um, initially because I was meant to be working at half five. So I managed to blag it till six. So I got to watch 25 minutes. So I managed to see the goal. Uh, I didn't have to cope with the second half pressure, but the TV was on in the other corner, so I just kept glancing over. But I have watched the highlights and sort of, I don't know. I mean, once you get, we, we mentioned it the other day, didn't we? Once you get into that mentality of losing, it's very hard to get out of it. And I think yeah. the second half showed that mentality slipping yeah. back. Yeah. But we, we coped. I think if, if we'd have started the season well, we'd have put that game to bed. Yeah. We'd have continued to push. But because because of the way we started, and as you say, we I wouldn't even necessarily say it's the losing as a mentality thing. It's the pressure because they, they know that they have to win this game now. And it's a case of, right, we've been so shit and now we have a chance. We cannot let that slip. So they start making decisions because they're under pressure subconsciously that they wouldn't have made in an entirely different situation. Obviously, that's an entirely different debate. Obviously, I know you love that sort of shit. But because yeah. they're under pressure, they're making different sort of decisions. And that decision was to sit back further back, further back and further back, which then just obviously invited pressure. And as Robert Benson says on the fan reaction, which you'll hear in a minute, I was shitting myself for pretty much 75 minutes. Yeah. It was a, it was a, I watched it afterwards, obviously, but I knew the score. So I watched it with a different set of eyes, which uh, I'm glad I didn't have to watch it live looking at the pressure, but just the mistakes that were being made were nerve mistakes. Were they? Like we said, with the mentality of nerves and yeah. Dwight doing that back pass was a bit of a, um, trying too hard sort of thing to just keep the ball moving instead of just holding it. Dwight usually is the favourite for me for holding on to that ball and making a decision. Um, and then the Gummerson shot, I think more games under his belt, he yeah. thought, let's just leather this in net like you that usually do. I think, I think that was a fitness thing for me. I think yeah. nine times out of ten, he takes a touch because he had all the time in the world. I don't know why yeah. he just hit that. Take a touch, set yourself, bury it. Job yeah, done. I think, do you know what I thought that about taking a touch? I understand why he's it first time because that's one of the things in it on Sky Sports. You damned if you do, if you don't, if you don't. You yeah. miss that shot. They say, Oh, I should have hit it first time. You take a touch and, and you score it. Everyone's like, Oh, it's perfect. But like I say, you take a touch and miss it. Everyone's slating you saying, Oh, I should have just hit it first time. Put his foot around it. Power was pace was on the ball. Uh, yeah, I, it's one of them that were. Th it's, it's, it's with the pace being on the ball, I think you're more likely to do that in a situation where you're under a bit more pressure and all oh, the pace is on the ball, you didn't need to do much. But mm. with all the time it world, take a touch, get it on. I'm going to say get it on your favoured foot. He did hit it with his favoured foot, to be fair, but get it like better set and then just, just roll it in the net, run away, point to your Icelandic back tattoo or whatever, and job done, game over. But a lot of, a lot of holding on and, yeah. um, there's a lot of games where we go as Burnley fans where we hold on and we're doing that. And a lot of the times we end up conceding, even in season seven, it happens so many times and we're just sitting back and ended up conceding. But we have got better at that now. And we as Burnley fans should trust them. I think it's obviously different this season, but I think we should trust them a bit more when, when we're holding on like that because they are getting better of it and they've shown that they can do it last season and the season before, second half of the season, second half of the season, season before, and they've done it again now. 
Yeah, I like Sarah Delight with it. I think um I don't even think Gunnarsson necessarily made the wrong decision. I think it was just like a a confidence or a tiredness. I can't even make because the keeper had no idea. The keeper had gone wrong way. The keeper were like collapsing yeah, on his knees trying to get back on. Lack of match fitness. I think match yeah. sharpness. I just think if he's played 10, 15 games on the bounce rather than constantly being in and out of a side for injury, I think I think he probably would have scored it. Well, this is my point that I made in it. Like in the last two weeks now, what I want to see is is the first team creeping back in, but it's the consistency of that first team being playing. Uh, and exactly what you're saying there about Gunmanson. But Equally, Jay and Rod, let's go on sort of the positives of it. Jay and Rod, Jay Rod, Jay Rod and uh, Wood, sorry. Uh, up from, unbelievable, mate. They were uh, they were just sort of bouncing off each other. You could see the sharpness. I think Dash nailed it for me, where he said we've probably been relying too much on Barnes for yeah. the lack of game time he's had previously. But what a finish, mate. What a finish. That was, a, that was a finish of a man who scored 20 goals, not, not scored in seven. Well, because because he knows how good he is at the end of the day, and yeah. all of the majority of us, majority of Burnley fans, should I say, people who listen to the podcast, I think, um, all know how, how good he is. And it, you know, you don't score fourteen goals in the Premier League for the last what two, three seasons if you dog shit like people say he is. But obviously, I want to I want to talk about a stat that I saw. I think Dave I'm just Rob- going to ask you then what was the stat? But go on. Um. Chris Wood and Sam Vokes are now level on a 102 Premier League appearances for the Clarets. Chris Wood is seen as a donkey. Sam Vokes is seen as a Burnley legend. Premier League goals. Sam Vokes, 17. Chris Wood, 36. So there you go. The chances that he misses is, is what's criticised, but like I've said on the previous two or three podcasts in a row now, it's the fact that he's in them a is available for them chances to happen. I think it was Shearer said it when I was a kid and it's always resonated with me. It's when, the, when you're not getting the chances, you should worry, not when you're missing them. Yeah, and we weren't getting any chances with Barnsley up front. No. Like, I can't can't think of any chances that Barnsley's had that he should have scored it last six months because he's not yeah. been getting there. And again, I don't want to slag Barnsley off. And I did say it in, in my brief appearance in this week's family action um is i think i think we have rushed him back in off. i'll carry on i think we have rushed him back in um from the hernia operation because i think we've said it before the hernia is there i don't want to go into it too much again that's why i'm not going down the chris wood route too much this time because i've said time and time again on this podcast he is the man to play up front and i've said time and time again he needs to play up front with jay rodriguez now i am going to do a bit of humble part to those of you that disagreed with me Told you so because he's played. They played one game together and we were class. And he scored the goal. And J Rod, J Rod, we look so much better with him inside, mate. So much better. He's just at the minute. He's just head and shoulders above Ashley Barnes. The two very different players. I think yeah. the problem with Wood and Barnes is they're too similar. But what is the better version of him? Um, yeah. With Jay, he acts. He comes deep. He acts as the number ten. Um, whereas obviously Wood is the number nine in that sort of in them roles. And then, and then is, is is the link between the midfield and the attack, and and that's what we've missed. Absolutely, the um, the the, the pre match on Sky Sports where they actually spoke about us and not the Southampton game was uh, Eddie Howe, and he said uh, on it there, he said that I'd rather play against Wood than Barnes any day of the week. He says, but Wood is more clinical, so you know you've had a game when you play against Barnes, and I think that certain games are made for him, but when you sort of like playing on an even keel right, as we are now. You're probably not after scoring sort of like points in in other ways, like getting free kicks and getting throw-ins and yeah. sort of being a headache. You, you're after actually playing football, and, and Palace is one of them games where you you can match them in, and beat them, obviously as we did. So, like you said, when you're playing City, I still want to see Jay and, and Wood continue because I want consistency. 
But they're the kind of games where you see Barnsley really come to it because he's just a pain in the arse to deal with for them kind of defenders. Yeah, um, I want to talk about Ben Mee as well. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about what we've talked about, Jay, both class. I want to talk about Ben Mee as well. It's, it's no coincidence that since he's back, and I don't <laughs> think it's just him, but it's it's him and Tarky playing together. Um, it's no yeah. coincidence that since them two have been back, we haven't conceded. What is it? Two clean sheets in 180 minutes of football. Obviously, the nil nil against Brighton and the one nil against Palace. And Ben Mee was absolutely immense once again. Yeah, he's, he's class, mate. Like I said, it's not just necessarily his ability; it's what he brings to you mentally in the team. The, the confidence that you have in him being next to you. Uh, the back five, mate. It's the best back five we've got. There's no two ways about it. Easily. Um, yeah, obviously, a few people might say they prefer Bardo with Loughton, but we've had that a bit before. I think most people yeah. know that we prefer Loughton. Yeah, it's horses for courses, though, isn't it? I think there's certain games where I'd have Bardo, certain games where I'd have Louts, um, but that's a different debate. But yeah, um, Ben Mee, fantastic. Tarky played well as well. I think he was probably the lesser of the defenders, but I don't, I'm not saying he played bad at all. I thought Ben Mee were, were class. And I think what it is, like you say, it's not just it's the confidence as well, having Ben Mee next to you as Tarky yeah. and vice versa. And Ben Mee, I think, I think I don't know if I said it on last week's podcast, but I've said it to you recently. I might have said it, you know, just, just in chat or a text or whatever. I think a lot of people were like, well, when we first announced Ben Mee as captain, we're like, well, we're having him as captain. He do not really shout and stuff. But I think it's fair to say that we're him coming back in the side and that defence looking far more organised. Maybe we're just not seeing him shout. Or maybe I think it was you made the point when I did mention this. It just leads by example. And because he's there next to you and playing so well, it makes you want to play well and, and play in a more organised fashion. No, oh, mate, I think you nailed it. That's a great point. Um, you just got to look at it, mate. When you're a centre centre back and you've got sort of like someone that you're not used to or you don't trust, you mentally got an eye on where they are. Do I need to cover for them? Do I need to? You can just concentrate on your own game when you know the guy next to you can do his job. And all four of that back defence all know that they can trust each other. Uh, where you know it depends what you sort of see in the defenders and what you want from them. But that back four know each other inside out and they can trust each other. And I think, like you just said, then mate, it makes you be able to concentrate on your own game if you can trust that person. Yeah, definitely. And also part of the back five, Nick Pope. Another yeah. brilliant game from Pope, and obviously the main point is the save at the end, the uh, the Pope, the Redeemer save, where he comes out, smothers. And you know what? I went on a Palace uh, podcast page this week. Um, the wrong one, or did you call it the wrong one? No, and you know what? I'm reluctant to say the name. It's it's his <laughs> because I forgot it again. Um, the nest. Back of the nest. That's it. Back Not the nest. That's the other one. Back of the nest. Um, yeah. So I went on there, and, and he he tweeted a picture of the save the day after. And he put, um, still dwelling on this miss and like an angry face. And I was like, it weren't a miss, he saved it. You know, Ben Teke didn't do much wrong other than not put the ball in the back of the net. So, he, but I, did, I didn't answer him. I just, I just, so I just went on comments and all the Palace fans were like, mate, to be fair, that's a class save. He should be England number one. But people are starting to see. But anyway, I just want to chat to you about Nick Pope. He, he was absolutely immense again. And, and there's not many people that would have made that save. I think the only other person I would have trusted to make that save was Tom Eaton. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. We've been so blessed with the the talent of goalkeeping we've had. To uh, to have a goal from Tom Eaton to replace anybody after Tom Eaton is going to be difficult to, to bring in anybody. But Pope's sort of like making that save exactly right. It is, it's very Tom Eaton-esque, isn't it? It's sort of like, rush out, make yourself big, make them make a decision. And... There's no way in this world that he thought, I'm going to save this with my left arm because it's going that direction. But yeah. the, the, 
it's the mentality to panic the striker and just do it and do you know what i always worry i always think people like when they've been to international duty they kind of come back and have a bit of a bad game but he seems to have come back with a lot of confidence as nick pope since that's when you look at pre-england and you look at post england i think he's come back sort of knowing that, that he's got a chance here for this england number one I reckon so. Well, like you say, he's not gone out thinking, oh, well, he's, he's, he's hitting yeah. it to my left arm. He's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the fact that he's there straight away before Benteke could even think Pope's in front of him. And then he's Benteke's just going to make a panic decision, like it's you say, yeah. anything on it rather than having chance to pick where he's going. And it's just some people, uh, I think I think a couple of Palace fans did say, oh, it's a fortunate save because, you know, it's just hit him. It's hit him nah. because of what he's done. If, if you think that's a fortunate save, you don't know ball, mate. You do not yeah. know ball. Because that's a classic. Goal goalkeeping. Goalkeeping is a completely different skill set entirely, mate. How many times do you hear commentators say he's in the right place at the right time or whatever? And that's not something that's luck in the game of goalkeeping. It's a skill that you learn yourself. Like, what position do I be in when that striker gets the ball? And within a millisecond of Benteke getting that option to shoot, he was smothering it, mate. And that, that, is, that is what was special about that save. Because exactly. he's not exactly rapid, is he? Let's be fair. No, no. Um, so there you go. We've spoken about the main four. Um, that played really well. Jay Wood, Wood. Yeah. I've got. I, I always get a bit of stick for saying Wood played well, but his job's to score goals, and he scored the goal that won the game. That's why he was in the four, the man of the match, Paul. And so there was Jay Wood, Ben Mee, and Pope. Who was your man of the match? You don't have to choose any of them four. You could choose anybody, but who was your man of the match? It's got to be Pope because of the the magnitude of the two, two saves. It weren't just one save; it were two saves um, out of them. For me, how are them? Anyone else on the pitch? Just trying to think now. Um, Ben Me for his presence, just his simple sort of presence about the game. The headers, mate, how hard did he jump for some of them headers against you know two big center forwards? He weren't he weren't phased by it, considering he's played what two games now. He he were he looked like he'd been playing all season. I think you've got to look at that perspective as well. It's a close one, mate. The whole team deserved a bit of credit. Um, it's easier to pick players that play bad than it is to pick players that play individually better. Yeah. Um, I, th- I went for Jay, to be honest. I just thought it, it was just class and he made the difference going forward because yeah. that's what we missed against Brighton. I think if we'd have had, if we'd have played like that against Brighton going forward, we'd have won that game as well because Brighton weren't scoring. No way they were scoring. But they, they had so many... Like, I want to say chances, I don't mean clear-cut chances, but they had so many like chances to build play, but we didn't let them because of the defence, and that's what we're doing again now. We're not letting teams build the play. Um, but it was Jay that made the difference for me. He was the reason why we won that game, because of him being the link-up player between the midfield and the attack. But obviously, then you could say that we won that game because of Nick Pope's save at the end. We won that game because of Ben Mee's super defensive display. Uh, but if you want your say on the man of the match, then give us a follow on Twitter. We do tweet the it's poll out. We, we, do, we do tweet the poll out every time we win or draw or get a good draw. A nil-nil at Brighton, I didn't tweet it out. Um, it's the first one I've tweeted since the Millwall game. That's how long it's been. Uh, but the fans went for Jay Rodriguez, 39% of the votes with over 300 votes. So there you go. Jay Rodriguez got it on that as well. On the uh, yeah, but there you go. Um yeah, what we're going to do next? That's it. Um, fan reaction. Now, um, this week uh, we did a fan reaction. We do it every single week. Now, if you want to be on the show, all you have to do is record yourself. And when I say record yourself, I mean film yourself chatting about the game uh, and just send it to us via email. And if you're struggling to do it on email, I know some people have Stuart and uh, Robert Benson as well. You can do it via Twitter DM. 
Uh, I would prefer it if you could do it on email because you can send longer clips and stuff, but I'd rather you do one than not do one. Um, shout out to Robert Benson, by the way. Um, it's good to see you uh, getting involved, Rob. I know you're a, a fan of the podcast. Thanks to Sam and, and your time in hospital together. Um, but it was good to see you involved, mate, and I appreciate you getting involved. And another shout out to another new face as well, but it wasn't a new face as such because Joshua Hoa, I think that's how you're pronouncing it, or Hare. I don't know. I, it doesn't sound right when I say Joshua Hoa, so I might be wrong. He sent me an audio clip of him doing it. Um, now, if you do want to just send audio clips, I'll include you in the podcast, uh, but obviously I can't include you in the in the fan reaction show because that's a visual thing that goes on YouTube and 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 Facebook. But if you want to do if you want to just want to do audio ones, I'll put you in the podcast um, and do it that way. But this is this week's fan reaction, uh, and you might see a little cameo from uh, yours truly at the beginning. A win. Bloody hell, I forgot what that felt like. Hey everyone, this is obviously Joe. I'm from Turfcast. I don't normally do uh, the fan reaction, or should I say I don't normally appear on the fan reaction because uh, it's for the fans, and obviously I have a platform of Turfcast and stuff like that. But recently, obviously you'll be aware, I didn't. Uh, none of us were able to do the watch-along uh, for the Crystal Palace game, which is obviously shitter because uh, we obviously won. Um, but I personally haven't been on a watch-along for two or three games now. I think it's even three or four. Um because of working in the silly kickoff times, absolute killer. Um, and you know what? It's not even just the silly kickoff times. I could probably book the day off because I'm self-employed. But when they change the date um, of the kickoff, so close uh, to the actual kickoff, you can't you can't book time off work, can you? So they're absolute killers. Um, but yeah, going into going into the Crystal Palace game, that's brilliant. That's more like it. That's the Burnley we know and loving it. That's what we played like last season and the season before. Um, and this is before that when we finished seventh. Um, so apologies, I'm actually working now. Um, but yeah, just going on to the game, like I said, that, that's a Burnley we know and love. Strong at the back, good in midfield, um, and taking the chances up front when we get them. Wow. Um, that's all I can say is wow. Where the hell did that come from? I wasn't expecting that performance at all. Um, missed the first 15 minutes again due to stupid kickoff time. Um, but um, <laughs> blown away. Uh, that's the Burnley we remember from end of last season. Um, at it, one to eleven. At it, uh, pushing football, wanting the ball, the passing. Um, again, wow. Uh, I know Crystal Palace have been going well, but wow. <laughs> What do you say? What do you say? Um, J-Rod, massive difference. Just that little link-up play with, to set up Wood for his goal. Brilliant. It's what we've been asking for. Barnes can't do that. as much. Everybody loves Barnes. He's been a class player for us. He really has, but he can't do that. Um, where do we go? Where do we go? Our first win. Yeah, we've got City, we've got Arsenal, we've got Everton coming up. But play like that, that confidence. The confidence was there. Everything was there. It was brilliant. Um, come on, the caution. Wow, what a save by Pope near the end as well. Uh, hurt himself doing it, but wow, what a save. Just a absolute, absolute reflex. Pickford's not going to do that. Pickford's never going to do anything like that. Southgate, get your head out your arse. Um, and as for Dash... Mr. Dash, thank you for listening. I know you won't admit it that us fans help you make that decision, but 
<sighs> Thank you. Up the Claridge. Fucking get in. What a win. Uh, not a fantastic performance, uh, but did what we needed to do. Defended uh, phenomenal. Uh, ben me and Tarky, how Southgate, that clown, can justify not giving him a chance at England setup is beyond me. Absolutely fantastic from the pair of them. Nick Pope, again, terrific save there at the end to uh, make us hold on. Um, didn't create much chances. I mean, we hit the bar, Gunmanson hit the bar. Uh, I thought he played really well. Um, just and Jay is just Jay, Jay is just Jay. We just look a ten times better side with Jay, with Jay in it. Um, play ball, uh, uh, play the ball to feet. Uh, create more, get in them pockets that we need to open teams up. You know, a lot better option than what Barnes and Wood are. I thought Wood did, did all right. You know, alongside him, um, running on for the flick ons and finding a gap in between the defenders. So you know, not a not a fantastic performance, but overall, you know, solid, and we did what we needed to do. And finally got the win out the bottom three. And we uh, onwards and upwards now. Tough one Saturday City away. You know what I mean? But who knows? Football the way at the minute is. We're locked down. Results, some funny results are being thrown up. Um, but we can, you know, we can be proud of what we've achieved tonight. Got that first win under belt. Pressure off the off, off a little bit. Uh, and onwards and upwards we move on. Um, on to City on Saturday. Uh, up the Clarets. Get in there. Well, I don't know about you, fellow Clarets, but I was nervous towards the end there. Commentator, 10 minutes to go, said, this is going to be nervous for 10 minutes. Well, I'd already been shitting myself for 10 to 2 minutes. Been to many games like that. Normally, we let one in towards the, uh, the end of the game. Cricket field end, as usual. Pressure, pressure, pressure. And we uh, usually crack, but good defence, good defensive performance. Ben Mee, of course. Nick Pope, fantastic world-class save towards the end and pretty good performance all around, apart from his kicking, which uh, is still a bit of an issue, certainly as far as good old Gareth's concerned. But that's the win we needed. We've played five or six good teams, I would say, this year. This was the game we needed to win just to establish ourselves in, if you know what I mean, the lower half of the division. So it's uh, onwards and upwards, and with J-Rod and Chris Wood up front, I think that seems to be the answer for now, and the midfield pretty much hopefully will pick itself as long as uh, Johan gets a bit more match fit, Josh and Westy in midfield. In the central uh, midfield seems to be the answer, and the defence is back to as we know it. Thought uh, Daichi was quite humorous uh, after the game. He expects that kind of performance from his men. Backs to the wall, bodies in the way of everything, and uh, heading everything in sight. So let's hope we can get some confidence there. Pick up a point at City. Who knows, they're not doing all that brilliantly. And uh, then we'll get three points again the next week. Uh, I haven't done this before, but I thought I'd give it a crack. What a relief that is. Um, still, I don't think the best we've ever performed, but it's, it feel a hell of a lot better after that result. Three points, big three points 
out of the relegation zone, again, ahead of that run of games, it's massive for us. But as much as I'm really happy with the result, I still feel we've got so much more to give going forward. Two or three times in the first half, there was two two on ones, three on twos, just that one ball through, and the game would have been out of sight. But I think it was good months had missed two or three, and Brady missed a couple in the time he was on. Just, just that killer instinct going forward would make a world of difference for us. But as I say, we can't be disappointed with the result. Performance-wise, defence was solid. Nick Pope was absolutely world-class. That save is up there with Tom Heaton's from Ibrahimovic for me. So, like I say, can't complain. I thought the midfield was much better. McNeil, great going forward. Again, questions going back, but... He contributes so much to the team, you know, you can't ever expect him to, to not make that squad. Westwood was solid, Brownhill again, as you'd expect. Yeah, like I say, I think Goodmanson had a good game, he missed that chance, but I, I just think, particularly from the wings, just that, that killer instinct was still lacking. going to let us down against some teams, but like I say, massive three points going forward and... You know, the only way is up from here. Not expecting much against City, but teams in and around us now, that's that's a real statement to them. And hopefully going forward, yeah, we can we can start climbing the table. Right, so big shout out to everyone who got involved. Like I said, big thank you. There was a bit of a cameo from me at the beginning, and as we were just saying to Simon off air then, it's because this week we didn't have as many as we usually do. Now I don't know if it's because people like to mourn. Um, so obviously when we shit oh, up, be, people are like, ah, fucking joke, and they want to send the thing in. So people didn't really feel like they had much to say this week. That's fine. Uh, shout out to Neil Layfield, though. He tried to do it, but he couldn't do it because he was ill and he lost his voice. So we would have had a, had, had, had more, uh, but Neil was ill. Um, but please, if you do enjoy that thing, uh, the fan reaction, uh, and you want to get involved, then just honestly, just do it. It it it, it mean the world to me, and it, it really helps as well. Like I said, big shout out to Robert Benson uh, for doing it for the first time. Big shout out to Joshua Hoare, and of course, big shout out to regulars. Um, Stu, I just, I just want to say to the people that have done it and have done it in previously, how much I enjoy it. I think it's one of the best sort of ways to look at it because right, I was having our opinion, but I, I like the passion behind it, especially the rawness because it's usually instantaneous after a game. And uh, I know it's going down really well with the with the listeners because I'm getting people phoning me, like Roland phoned me about it when he was driving home saying he absolutely loved it because I, well, I pre-warned him saying, listen, mate, I've got a new new thing, you're going to love it. And he did, he, he buzzed off it. So, yeah, absolutely. It's one of the one of the cool things, so get involved. I like it. and I, 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 Everyone's got their own little personality as well. You can sort of yeah. like, you can see uh, Stuart this week made me laugh because he didn't know what to say when it, wow. What else do I say? Wow, and he just kept saying wow when it ended. I think he realised he said wow about 15 times, so he just started laughing. <laughs> it was brilliant. I, I was watching his his thing while editing it, laughing my head off. And obviously Kieran going, fucking get in there. And I was like, yes, lad, that's how I felt at full time. Brilliant. And it's it's, it's amazing to see. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to get involved, please do. It doesn't take a lot. I do all the hard work. All you have to do is film yourself chatting. Email us at turfcastpodcast at gmail.com. If, you wanna, if you're struggling because the file's too big or whatever, or you struggle with emails, then just DM us and we can sort something out where we, where we can do it a different way. Um, one thing I want to chat about before we quickly have a, a Man City preview because obviously it's it's getting to the time when your lad's going to be on from school, so I do want to do want to rush it. Um, Jay and Vidra today have signed yeah. contract extensions, or should I say the club have triggered yeah. contract 
extensions uh, in their contract. Um, surprised at Vidra. I've not watched the interview. Someone comments on the page saying Vidra's interview on Vidra's interview. He says he really likes it here. He's not going to yeah. come out and beat shit, and he don't and he didn't want the club yeah. to do it. Culturally, uh, give me an extra year. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy, but slightly surprised to see that Vidra's has been extended because again I'd, it might have been a case of Dash thinking he didn't really want him because they don't use him but I guess again you do need the backup I think just to clarify the situation because people might read it as oh we've given him a, a new contract but it isn't that is it like you said it's an activation of our option it's had nothing to do with him yeah. so we still don't know the extent of the happiness of, of Vidra being a bit part player but Jake getting another year is fantastic I do think that that's a short-sighted way to deal with it as usual. I don't want to get into another Jeff Hendrick and half the team leaving situation as this season started and not replacing them. Yeah. Um, I personally think that we could be doing better with Jay's contract. So maybe, maybe I should say that in the nicest way possible. I think that these are the type of players that, what is he now, 30? Um, he's proven at every single level he's played with us. His loyalty is obviously there now because he's come back to us. Uh, I, I've had a standing down three, four years, mate, and, and sort of seen him out here. So I thought I thought you were going to say he deserves 100k a week because he's that much of a legend, but I, obviously you're talking about length. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. He's just turned 30, hasn't he? I think so, yeah. So I, I, I want him signed down, mate. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a local lad. I have, I've got understanding that he's got no desire now to, to move again. I, I know his missus is from here as well, so... I think just getting signed down because I don't want to be losing players like that to, to monetary problems in yeah. a couple of years. You know what I mean? He's only got another summer. So he, he'll finish this season and then he's got one more. Yeah, yeah it's, not really, it's not really dealt with the situation. It's just delayed it. And, and yeah. I think let's get people like that signed back up. Vidra, extend it, understand that one. Good point, that. I never never looked at it like that. I was like, he's staying another year. But yeah, you're yeah. like, this time next year, we're going to be the same boat again. So yeah, good exactly. point. Club, you shite. No, I'm joking. Um, uh, Vidra, though, surprised at Vidra, but again, happy. I think he's a little bit younger. That's a guess. I think he's a little <laughs> bit younger. So, again, it's a similar sort of issue, though. It, what worries me is we don't know where we're going to be in two years. We could be in the championship. We could, uh, you know, we could easily be in the championship. Fingers crossed, obviously, we're not going to be in the championship. We could easily be in the championship. And if that is the case, then you're not going to re-sign again at that point. Whereas if we'd signed him down now for an extra four years, like you say, then we'd have got some decent money for them both. Exactly. And 100%, by the way, Vidra is 28, I think I just read. Um, if he's not, he's 27. But he's 28. And then if you do, you know, the worst situation did happen. Because let's say they got carried away with themselves. We're, still in the, we're just one point out of the relegation, I think. Uh, we're still in a fight. If we get relegated, he's the type of player that you would be signing up in the championship to try and get you promoted again. There's no two ways about it. He would be our main boy up top with uh, with someone like Wood or Jay, or you know, if you could keep hold of them. That's that's another issue. But I do think he's he's, he's electrifyingly good for the championship. He just needs to run the games to get that consistency in the Premier League. Yeah, well, his record of the championship speaks for itself, and I like the fact that you still think Chris Wood would be here if we got relegated. I, I'd like I, to think I, it, but. As much as I like Woody, um, I think he, he deserves better than Championship football. It, again, it, that's why he left Leeds United to come to Burnley. I think he'd be he'd be off, and I don't mean that in a negative way. If he don't care, or I just think he a Premier League club would snap him up pretty much instantly. Um, yeah, I'd like to think in the Championship. Jay and Vidro top would be class in the Championship. And yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think get get it signed on. Stop delaying the problem. 
anyway, negative talk because we're not going to be in the championship. So, so we'll yep. move on. Um, like I said, pitch sports. I just want to quickly mention it is at the bottom of your screen. I am going to be uploading the video. I haven't exactly decided exactly what I want to ask you all. It's going to be something about um, the win and how we, where you think we go from here. Can we get any points in the next few games? That sort of thing. Because everyone knows I've got a bit of a tough run coming up. I think it's City, Arsenal and Everton. It might not necessarily be in that order. I know it's City next. Um, I know that much. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be one of them instead of sort of like saying, oh, we shit. Do you all think we're going down like we have had to ask for the last few weeks? So uh, pause the podcast if you want. Have a look, see if it's there. I'm going to be sending the video off. They don't always do it instantaneously, so it might not be there yet. Uh, but hopefully during the day on Thursday, uh, the good guys at Pitch that work very hard behind the scenes uh, will put the video up sometime soon. So if it's not there when you're looking now or you've just looked or whatever, please go and check again uh, later today. Well, we Sorry, uh, City at home, Everton at home, but then we've got Arsenal and Villa away. So I think if you look at them four games, that's probably a realistic sort of point prediction because obviously you can, you can never tell what... So it's an unfair one, City, isn't it? Because every team looks at that beginning of the season and takes that as a hit, yeah. um, at our stature anyway. So, yeah, Villa away. I know they've had a good start, but they've, they've hit a dip. You've got Everton at home. Uh, is that away? Sorry, Everton away, were it? No, Arsenal was away, weren't it? So you got uh, Arsenal away, Everton at home. Everton at home should be a normal season. You should be looking at trying to get three points against Everton. Again, Not they've... a normal season, yeah, but this season yeah. now they've got Ancelotti and some cracking players. And obviously we've had the poor start. I think I think that's probably one of the ones I'm most worried about at the minute. Obviously City, City, you just forget City. I think Arsenal, we could probably nick something against. I don't really rate them. But I say that every time going into Arsenal games and we never seem to beat them. Um, and Villa, they're shite now. They started really, really well, but for some reason, they've just gone off the boil. Who were it just beaten? Brighton? I think it was Brighton, weren't it? Brighton just beaten 1 0 at Villa Park. Yeah. So if Brighton yeah, can win. Yeah, I think he got sent off, didn't he? Uh, right back. Cash? No, for no. Brighton. Oh, sorry. Lamptey. Lamptey, that's all right. I'm calling Ted team here. Lamptey, Apparently, yeah. Apparently, he lamped him. <laughs> 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 right, I'll uh, move on quickly. Uh, Man City game. Normally, obviously, I'll, I will have, hopefully, a Man City fan on the pre-game show. I haven't recorded it yet. I'm going to be brutally honest with you all. I haven't even asked a City fan yet. That's because they're playing tonight at the time of recording this. They're playing Olympiacos tonight. So I wanted to wait until after that before I start asking um, a City fan if they want to come on the show. So if you do want to hear the views of a City fan from City Extra podcast or Blue Moon podcast or whatever, please keep your eyes peeled on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. And if you haven't already, please do go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are, I think we're on about 180 subscribers now, so we're only 20 away from 200. Um, so if you haven't listened, uh, sorry, if you haven't listened to this in a while and you've watched a few YouTube videos, go and subscribe. Try and get us over that 200 mark, um, you know, and I'll be really, really forever your best friend. Um, but yeah, the Man City game. Let's have a look at it, because um, it's it's one of them, in it, Man City? We are shambles against them let's just go back to when we last beat them so the 14th of march 2015 which was the george boyd game yeah, 26th of november 2016 lost 2-1 against them then 2017 lost 2-1 against them that's not too bad that i'll take that uh then 2017 lost 3-0 2018 lost 4-1 then we drew against them on the 20th of feb uh, sorry, the third of Feb, twenty eighteen. Was that Goodmanson who scored in that game? Let's have a look. I don't, I don't even remember that game. I totally just blanked it out my head. Oh, I've come things though, but uh, like you said, it's one of them. That it, City should 
with respect to Burnley. Absolutely tear us apart. So should Arsenal, but Arsenal are in the bottom half of the Premier League at the minute. In the yes. last six games, sorry, in the last six games that we played against Man City, yeah. three of them have finished five yeah. 0 to City. So fifty percent of our last six games against Man City have finished five 0 to Man City. And one of them was four one. So they scored. So if you go to WilliamHill.com and goals. put in more than three point five goals, you're pretty much guaranteed. Yeah. Well, basically. Um, and they've obviously already beaten us this season. They beat us 3-0 in the Carabao Cup. So they've already had the joy against us this season. Um, and we're probably going to play them in the FA Cup as well later on in the season, because we always do. I'm sure they'll beat us in that. But they're not that good this season. So are we going into this with some positive attitude? Or are we going into this thinking, let's just get out of the way, 5-0, whatever, we'll take it. We always get fucking outclassed. And he'll say something else by City. Um, let's just move on. Do you know what, right? There's, there's two ways you can look at it. History says that we're going to let concede four goals at least. This season, I think they've had the third most shots in the Premier League and they are 14th in goals scored in the Premier League. So they're not prolific. So they're not prolific. So they're hitting it a lot, but they ain't going nowhere. And obviously we are sort of wall that is being created in the last two games. If we can consistently... So take that forward like I hope we can in the future. I wouldn't have expected it against City, but just looking at stats like that, this is the type of test to sort of prove ourselves again and keep moving forward because, yes, they are shooting, but they ain't scoring. It's just what can we do on the counter? And I think they're all rapid. <laughs> yeah, they are rapid. I think, I, think, I think part of the reason why City aren't as prolific at the minute is Aguero's injury. Now, I've not followed up since I last saw it, but I saw something on social media two or three days ago that said his first game back, uh, in typical Burnley fashion, will be against Burnley. So then, obviously, we've got that to contend with. Yeah, I mean, if he's not playing and them stats are, are, are as they are with the team that they currently got, who knows, mate, because the defence has sort of sorted itself out a bit now. We just need to make sure we take his chances because three chances against Palace and only one, well, major chances, and only one was taken. Yeah, it's one of them, though. Do you think we can get the win then? Because it's a weird. I, I always go into games thinking, you know what, anything can happen. But I think yeah. with the games these days, they've just been that prolific against us and just swept us aside with ease on so many different occasions that this is probably the only game now where I just think, forget it, just write it off. True, but if you're asking, you're asking me the question, do I think we can do it? My answer to be sort of frank about it is, there's no better time to try and uh, let's let's. Let's see what happens because they're, they're not scoring at the minute. And fingers crossed that continues after the weekend, mate. So predictions then for the Man City Burnley game. Again, if we're going to win, I'm going to try and I'm going to predict a one 0 win. Um, if we register a nil against City, then then something seriously wrong at that football club. I'm going to say if we're going to win, I think it'll be one nil. Uh, I'm going to take a one one right now. Oh, I would literally rip your leg off for that. I don't know why I said leg. No, you said oh, it's just halfway there. <laughs> what else to do? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rip pretty much majority of your limbs off uh, for that. Um, I don't know. I don't. Think, I don't think they're gonna smash us as much as they usually do. They're not as good this season. I'm a little bit pissed off about that because I put them on my bet to win the Premier League. That's not happening. I also put Bradford to get promoted, by the way, and they're twenty in two and all. And I tell you why. It's ever since I've left. Ever since yeah. I've left, shit. Uh, it is. Morale of having a cracking lad around. That's that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three one to 
yeah. just can't see, I just, just can't see he's getting anything. Um, but yeah, that's it. Oh, I'm going to do it to you on the podcast again, only because it's the only time I ever remember. Saturday, I'm, I think I'm working. I don't know. I can't remember. Are you free or not? I might be off, actually. Excuse me. Um, what time's kick off, free? I think it is. I thought the Palace game was free. Right, well, we should be all right for a watch-along then, because I think I yeah. can do it. Only problem is, it's fucking sod's law, isn't it? We haven't done one for ages. Burnley win a game. Then the first one, well, I ain't done one for ages. Burnley win a game when none of us can do it. I come back for the fucking City 5-0 drubbing. Then I get loads of Blackburn fans in the comments again going, Ray! Loads of City fans in the comments again going, Ray! I just, oh, can't be arsed. But fingers crossed, me and Simon are obviously available. In some sort of uh, way, can you hear me still? Because I've lost your sound. Just so I you know hear that. you, yes. What I'm going to do is just click on this, click on this, and then go our Mac speakers. Right, so while Simon does that, um, I'll just carry on there you go about about the match. Um, so yeah, what are you doing in terms of lineup then? Exactly the same. Yeah, hundred percent. I've said it the last game. If I'm going to see anyone change, I wanted it to be sort of J or Barnes. I didn't really mind which one started. I said last week, um, but now we can't change it. We can we we couldn't change it last week on the defensive side, and I'm saying now we can't say and change it on the attacking side as well. So perfect yeah. fit at the minute. I'd agree with that. Same for me. Uh, but that's it then. Unless there's anything you want to add. No, mate. All good. Thank you very much. No, thanks for coming on. Um, again, if you want to see more of uh, the City preview, we'll be having the pre-game show. Um, hopefully streaming it Friday night. If not, it'll be Saturday morning. Um, hopefully I'll get a City fan to come on. I know sometimes I have struggled. I haven't actually asked anybody yet, as I've just mentioned, but I will be doing it on Thursday morning. I'll be sending the messages out. Uh, so hopefully we can get somebody tied up and hopefully I can get something recorded and get it out for all you lovely, lovely people. And as mentioned, if you do want to be involved in the fan reaction show, because uh, we did only have a few this week, um, well, four if you include Joshua Hoare. Uh, again, apologies for Joshua if I've got your name horrendously wrong there. Um, so there'll be four audios that you will have heard, but there's only three available on the actual watch-along show. Obviously, that's why I put myself on it. Um, so please, if you want to be involved, please get involved. The more the merrier. Um, and yeah, well, that's it then from me. That's it from Simon. Uh, thank you for watching. We'll see you for the pre-game show. If you don't fancy the pre-game show, we'll see you for the watch-along if you don't fancy the watch along, we'll see you for the fan reaction. If you don't fancy that, we'll see you for the podcast next Thursday. Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. 
Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.